Life is back on Sports Betters, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting and all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with promo code EB125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone. Social and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com with promo code EB125. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Morning, happy Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple. Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. We'll talk to Rick Kaczynski as always. Next segment, Robin Washington at uh, 725 as there is basketball tomorrow night. Sip, Peru State enters the Pinnacle Bank Arena to play Nebraska ball in a exhibition game. No more scrimmages, no more uh, practices. You know, we get to see something with our own eyes with Nebraska yeah, basketball. Yeah, I don't know if I'll go over there, but um, I, I think I will. Okay, good, because that'll be a good segment. Your first impressions. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my first impressions. Yeah. Um, you can talk about the – I don't – whatever you talk about. I always like when you go to arenas, though. I'd like you to be more engaged in the food at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Well – You never eat much over there. Mm, well, it's expensive. I, I try to, you know – I try to eat beforehand. It, 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 it depends on what time the game is at and what I've done before that. You have a lot of money. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm loaded <laughs> over here. That's why I do radio, baby. They got. I'm always interested in the soft pretzels. Uh, you're not going to get that review from me probably very often. If I'm going to get food at PBA, it's probably going to be like... Uh, they don't have hamburgers there. It's like chicken strips. Yeah, no. You're nope. not getting a hot dog. Why you not? Don't Why need, don't you get you need a hot a, dog? Do you really need a hot dog review? It's <laughs> a fair question. I mean, I'll get a, a slice of pizza probably, <laughs> yeah, a $5 yeah. slice of pizza. I don't need that review. You know, you know what the valves taste like yeah. at the stadium with yeah. the cardboard box? Yeah. Yeah. What am I supposed to give you a review on? Uh, I mean, it's basically right. it's basically chicken strips I can give you a review on, and maybe I, they might have an, a, the occasional like grilled chicken sandwich I could maybe review. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I don't need a review on. I don't know. I don't know your review on a hot dog, probably. Well, yeah. What what is a soft pretzel review, review going to do for you? Though? Well, I will say this to about see the if it's soft not pretzel. like super hard or what. Yeah, I mean, there's so, there's good soft pretzels and there's great soft pretzels, and there was incredible soft pretzels at at Michigan State. I mean, I don't know if they're known for them or what, but they were ridiculous. Now, what makes a good soft pretzel? Hot, not too hard. The proper amount of cheese with it? No, I don't put... You don't put the cheese? ruins it. It compromises the whole experience to put cheese on it. <laughs> it's like Mike Leach right now, talking about foods and how things compromise these things. The... 
they have I, I i don't know if spartan stadium is known for its its um soft pretzels but it should be <laughs> you gotta be kidding me right now no i'm not I'm not. Why, why don't you do this thing? I have two of them. No, what you should do is that you go to a lot of road games throughout the years. Uh-huh. You should make a list of what, what stadium has the best soft pretzel. Pre- or if that's the most important thing to you in terms of a food item at a game, then it's time to make a list of which ones are okay. the best and which ones are the worst. And I will tell you that it is. It is the most important thing. I mean, I my eyes light up anytime I go to a concession stand, and there they are. And if I can usually tell... If they're if they're putting their heart into the soft pretzel experience, and and I can almost tell if by the way the person asks you if you want salt or not salt or cheese or not cheese. Um, sometimes they forget. Like if they forget to ask you about the salt, then that's eh, I don't know. Then, then you're like, okay, are you even thinking about this? Some people will will automatically ask you that. It's true. I would say that I did not. I didn't. Not, I did not eat the soft pretzel in Lawrence, but I saw one. My buddy oh, ate you one. Did see? Oh, yeah. This now thing wait was, a second. Your this buddy thing had was one? huge. Okay, it was massive. It, it looked. Look- it looked pretty soft. How come you didn't get one? I didn't want one. I wanted. I got a, a hot dog and some popcorn, and I had some more beers. Okay. And I told you that the slice of man, I didn't say this. The, the slice of pizza at the the Kansas game. I'm not joking. This this is literal. It is bigger than your face. Oh. See, and and, just, and they give you a medium sized box. Like I I saw people in, on Saturday at that game walking up the stands. I'm like, no, oh, you can get like order a full pizza here. That's kind of weird. <laughs> and I went there and said, no. Now you, this is good. The menu says I mean, on the menu there's like a soft pretzel. There's a hot dog, Nathan's hot dog. There's a this is it Kansas Kansas Memorial Stadium. There's a a large popcorn. There's candy. There's chips. And then there's a, it says a slice of pizza. And I say, this box is huge. Like this is. Imagine yourself going to Pizza Hut, okay, and ordering a medium pizza for your family or for you and, you and Trixie to, to right. enjoy. That's it. You know, medium pizza. We did it, that. The whole box. Okay. There's one slice in that entire box. It's it's a horrible use of cardboard for Kansas because you open this thing up. I mean, it is big. I mean, if I had, if you're watching the stream, the pizza, the piece of pizza goes like from here. To here, basically, is that right? Above my head to my chin, is that right? Now it's thin, but this thing was huge. And I said, "That's this is impressive." But you have so much extra space in this box. Don't you worry need, about the box. Do you need to have this full size medium box for one slice of pizza. I feel like you're fixating on something dumb. I mean, don't worry about the box. No, I thought it was well. It's a it's a while. You know, I, I, the Valentino's box is excellent. It's it fits the pizza perfectly. You know, it's it's kind of it's stuck in there. It's a perfect fit. This is just like the pizza sliding all over the place because right, it's now, got a massive box. Now you're doing good. I mean, you, that's that's what you call a good review. Good job. I didn't. Well, I didn't eat that's it. That's so what I like. I did not eat the pizza. I told oh, you, you my buddy did. Oh. He had a pretzel and the pizza, and I just I laughed because I took a picture of the pizza. It was so big. Hmm. I said, who needs to have? This? I mean, okay. I want you to envision. You remember Sabaro pizza? You yeah, know, of course. How yeah. big those slices yeah. are. Yeah. Imagine that times two. Okay. It was that big. So what you just told me sort of, I mean, that enhances the whole thought of going down there. Oh, Memorial to get a piece of pizza, right, really? <laughs> well, to, go, pres- to go to Kansas to eat a piece of pizza or a soft pretzel? <laughs> the pretzel, yeah. This is how you know you've, you've turned 55. You're not like 30 anymore because you're looking forward to the food at the stadium. Well, okay. I'm 55. Yeah. 
So there you go. Like I, I've never looked forward good to job. food at the stadium. That was better. Now that now what that's, are you talking about? Well, that, better what? A good a good review of the concession stand. Yeah, I didn't do that yesterday. I realized I did not mention the pizza yesterday. I just mentioned the fact I was thrilled that there was beer available we should, to buy. We should mention that we have Lance Leipold. Oh, can, we should do that. The Kansas head coach on at seven yeah, o'clock. Speaking, I, yeah, speaking I of hope Kansas, he's not listening right now because he'll think twice about coming on the show. Well, I'm giving him a compliment. I'm giving Kansas a compliment. I said the pizza is impressively big. I think it's, it doesn't need to be that big. No, not what I, what I would tell Lance is maybe to talk to administration and say, can we get a better box? It doesn't waste so much space in cardboard. Yeah, I'm not talking about your take on the box. I'm just talking about the conversation in general. So oh, okay. Pointless. Well, no, we'll, but, we'll talk football with Lance yeah. Leipold today at 7 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And what else? Uh, we'll talk to Rick Kaczynski, Robin Washington, oh, yeah, yeah. and more. Yeah, you and, and there was a very strange firing yesterday, I thought, in college football. We'll Did get you to think that. that was strange? Yes. Why don't we just start with that because it leads into the Frost conversation. Okay. All right. Uh, yesterday, Sip, uh, following a loss to Kansas State, 25-24 loss on Saturday to the Wildcats in Lubbock. Yesterday, Matt Wells, the head coach of Texas Tech, yes. was fired with a 5-3 and three record this year. Now, the schedule gets a, a little interesting the rest of the way for Texas Tech. But I, I you know, as, as, a, as a Nebraska fan and somebody that watches the team, it's 3-5. and five, You're not talking about a coach getting, getting fired midseason or even after the season at Nebraska, unless things really go south here the last four games. I was just stunned... Yeah, I was stunned to see a coach at 5-3 and three get whacked after that game. I mean, if they simply win that game, they're already bowl eligible. They're 6-2. Yep. and two. Yep. And they had, I know they got... Better wall- year than people thought. I know they got walloped by Texas 70-35. I, I remember, yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. That was bad. But still, they're 5-3, and three and they just barely were not, you know, were, were not 6-2 and two after Saturday. The, I mean, I, there's some... Very strange. Right. There's some factors in this, though. He was never fully embraced there for whatever reason, okay? Matt Wells came from Utah State. Utah State. Yeah, and I mean, I read on, I read up about this yesterday because I was interested in it too. He, he just never really captured the imagination of the fan base. Now, he's 13-17 and 17 overall. Do you say that? 13-17 mm-hmm. and 17 overall. Um. At five and three, it's a little it's a little curious, and everybody, of course, equates it to the Nebraska situation. Um, this is you know he's in his third year. Um, Frosty, of course, is in his fourth, but I I mean Jake, I don't I don't I, I get it from the standpoint that I guess there wasn't a lot of people in the stands for that game, and they blew a huge lead against TCU. I'm talking about TCU. Okay. Um, they lost to Kansas State this past week. That's what I meant, Kansas State. 25-24. Yeah, I was thinking of a purple team. Um, they, they, <laughs> a purple they lo- Big 12 team. They blew a big lead in that game to Kansas State. And I and I guess Tech officials just decided it was time. I get what you're saying. Now, Tech will owe him $7 million on the remainder of his contract, so not a not a horrible buyout, right? Here's what the, here's what the Fort Worth Star-Telegram said. Although Wells built a winner at Utah State, which is a notoriously difficult job, Mm -hmm. he was not awash in Texas roots. (laughs) This is kind of funny. This is is the Fort Worth Star Telegram says this. A decent man. He just never clicked in Lubbock. (laughs) A decent man. He just never clicked in Lubbock. 
and for the Red Raiders who pine to return to the winning days of Mike Leach. Again, they they're, they're, they're a, they probably like Leach. They're a couple of snaps away from being six and two after that you. game. I, I again, like I said, I know yeah, they got yeah. blown out by Texas recently too, but still, they were nearly bowl eligible before November hit. And they still can get there. They need one more win to get bowl eligible. You mean you're confused that they fired a, a coach with a winning record? He's having his best year so far. <laughs> he's having his best season, and he's. I I, I know it Nebraska sounds funny in the context of what, what Nebraska has done. done. Yes, yeah. Nebraska has. That made you're incensed about Texas Tech, but not incensed about other fires. Well, Nebraska did not fire those coaches in mid-season either. That's they waited true. until after the season, at least. That's which is still you can say if it's right or wrong. I don't. True. You know, that's that's your choice, yeah. but. It wasn't like they were six and two, and they got pissed because you lost a game you shouldn't have to some you know Big Twelve or Big right. Ten team, and said you're done. We can't let you. You, you got to be done right now. Four and eight is first year. Okay. Yep. Uh, four and eight is first year. Two and seven in the Big Twelve. Last year they were four and six and three and six in the conference. Um, the Red Raiders began this season with a good win at Houston. Um, then they barely avoided an embarrassing home loss to Stephen F. Austin, okay. and and my guess is that's where it started to go. Didn't south. they beat West Virginia though this year too? Yes, they did. I mean, that's a good win, a solid win, pretty good, win, respectable yeah. win. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, of course, all that is in the. Uh, but that but, occurred, by the way, just as Nebraska's press conference was going. So you know the the writers at Memorial Stadium, the media, the assembled media, naturally were interested in that in the context of Frost, right? Well, yeah, that's it's just it's weird that a place like Texas Tech that sip you I mean you covered them for a long time when you went to you know, in the Big 12 days and Nebraska played them a lot and they were never obviously they they were successful when Leach got there they had the the interesting air raid offense that delivered results for them but sure. they they were never typically a team contending for the division title, right? right. They were always um a, a fine team. That's I'm gonna go with a fine team. This is where Jerry Donardo's expertise comes in. What this points to is is probably this, or partly this, that the Texas Tech administration decided they don't believe in Wells's plan. They don't believe in Wells in general, and they don't believe in his plan. But but what does it do for you in the program to fire mid season? As Jerry said. This what this is exactly what he said. This was his quote to you and us on this show. On this show last, last week, last Friday. The problem athletic directors have, Jerry said, is not necessarily evaluating record. Anybody could do that. Obviously, it's more about what the record should be. So maybe they determined that that Texas, maybe the the powers that be at Texas Tech determined that the record isn't what it should be. Maybe they don't believe in his plan. I. Jerry was right. It was interesting. What we do largely as fans and media is look at records and say that guy should be fired. There's a record. Nope, not not good enough. Fired. W's and L's, baby. Wins right. and losses. It's but okay. So then why even pay an athletic director? <laughs> I mean, but 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 don't you have to evaluate the program and and a lot of other things attached yes, to it? But that's where the program is in its division, where the program is in its conference what your resources are compared to the other other schools, um, what you judge to be the trajectory. There's a lot that goes into the discussions other than five and three shouldn't be fired. 
But but still, five and three. Why would you fire him right now, though? <laughs> I just I just went through a- mid season though. I'm talking mid season. Oh, now it's not, it's not, I understand he's you know, what you said, but it, it's October 26. Well, is it because there's some other jobs open, and that and well, that now if your job, well, then listen, does LSU and and USC have any? They're not getting the same type of candidate to go to those schools as you are to Texas Tech. Those schools those schools get an elite coach that's well known. Life is back on Sports Betters, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting and all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with promo code EB125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone. Social and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com with promo code EB125. I mean, Texas Tech hired a Utah State coach. An up-and-coming one, but still. Could you ever see USC hiring a Utah State coach no. or or LSU? Mm, I mean, they no. hired an Oklahoma State coach in Les Miles years ago, but that's not that's Big mm. Twelve. No, I got that's you. not the you know where the where Utah State's at. I don't know why they would hire. And, so and, no, you're not. And you're I not will say going this, for the same candidate at all. I will say this: the reports that I read yesterday, and I read three. They, they don't shed any light on why or why not they would make the move now. Although there was a Kirby Hokut, he's the AD Kirby okay. Hokut press conference and I did not see that now he might have explained why they would make that move now I it that part doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you if you know this guy is not your guy then if they decide for whatever reason they want to move on I think that's okay you can well <laughs> it's not great just I just don't think that his that the way they played this you're warranted a firing yet you don't know if all they the, were to don't and, have all the facts I don't are, Sam, if they were two and six, all right, sure, maybe it's not working. Let's let's move out. You know, let's let's change it. I I understand to a certain point a midseason firing. If it's very obvious the team has quit on you, you're getting your butt kicked. You're not showing up to play. All right, yeah, it, it might provide the spark necessary to to provide life the rest of the year to fire a coach, but not when you're five and three and you just you should have won the game on Saturday, but you you blew it late. I mean, they weren't they didn't get beat forty to ten. By by Kansas State, Kansas State twenty five twenty four. They were winning by I think by twelve points or so at one point something yeah, like that. Kansas State had a late flurry twenty five twenty four. So, Kansas State. right, it's not like they played bad football. They just blew it late. And fan base was I think the fan base decided. I mean they didn't show up for the game, um, so some of it's that. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes into these decisions. Obviously, because look at Frost. You can tell that a that was lot. A, goes eleven a.m. game by the way. Eleven a.m. Mm-hmm. So it was early. You are vigorously defending Matt. I just, Welch. I you you won't get me, um, uh, I guess approving of a five and three coach getting fired when you when you're in a program right now and you look at Nebraska's view, you haven't made a bowl game since 2016, and we I, I would die to be five and three right now. Yeah, think about it. I, I would I, I would be ecstatic to be five and three, and still you know have but four you know, games no, left. You know how records can be misleading though too. I mean we saw it at Nebraska in 2016, right? I mean. Right, that was misleading. Seven and zero. That was a very but it misleading still happened. Though. It was still seven and zero. Right, misleading or not, they they still won games that that year. They still right. won two more games, well, and, they, and they nearly beat Wisconsin on the road that year for for how misleading it was. They, got, got, they got blitzed by Ohio State, which was bad. They got blitzed by Tennessee and Iowa. 
Mm-hmm. They had three bad losses, but they had a, a fourth loss that was painful, but close in overtime yeah. to Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm not. I want to be clear on this. I'm not advocating for the firing of Matt Wells. I'm just not. I just real. I just come from the vantage point where I don't have enough information to to vigorously criticize their AD for doing this. I mean, I just don't. There's a lot you don't know, and I didn't. I don't see vigorous criti- criticism from the Texas people, from the Texas media. Um, so I think that I think. I know I I mean I've limited information but I did hear an interview with a a Texas beat writer before the season and it was clear Wells was in a degree of trouble going into the season. Right, but but he's 5 and 3. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I get I get the pressure before the season. Sure, I understand that with the man, record he had. Frank Solich would have definitely appreciated uh, Frank you. But I have a feeling, Frank needed me. But I have a feeling you wouldn't have done this. Well, here we go. Speaking for Jake <laughs> from 18 years ago, how, what he would react with, with Frank Solich. I remember being very confused when we were watching the press conference of Frank Solich's firing. Okay. Just be, just be, how old were you? I was 12. <laughs> I was very confused. All right. Um, well, we talked about that a lot. We should talk about what happened at Nebraska yesterday, which, by the way, wasn't a lot. I mean, it was quiet. Yeah, well, it was the week after a, uh, a bye week. You didn't have any football this right. past weekend. It was any, any highlights at the podium well, for they, you yesterday? Yeah, yeah, there were some highlights. I mean, first of all, I mean, just a, as a mood highlight, Frost was in a, I would say, an excellent mood. Um, he was actually, he joked with the reporters, which he doesn't always do. He was kind of lighthearted. Um, if he and I, and I noted in a column, if he's under pressure, if he's feeling pressure, he surely he isn't showing it at all. I thought he was asked a pretty interesting question. Um, the question was: Is there another mental hurdle your team needs yeah, to clear that was a good before they become the team you think they can be? Here was Scott Frost's response to that particular question yes and i think that's pretty accurate um you, you know human beings are habitual and uh when you're used to winning i think winning comes a little easier when you're not there yet i think it's a little harder and maybe you're waiting on it to happen instead of making it happen and um i do think that that little bit of extra confidence or just knowing it's going to happen rather than hoping um could probably take us the next step so um we're trying to be as psychological with the guys as we can, but uh, they believe how good a team they are. Uh, now it's just a matter of making the play when it counts and when it matters the most. Hmm. Psychological. We all know that's a, a, an important part of the situation for Nebraska. you got to yep. get the right psychology Here's these guys. Here's what Frost said, too, um, in that conversation. This is, what, this, is, this is important for you to evaluate. It is. This is important for Nebraska fans to evaluate these comments. I mean, he's obviously adamant about progress in his program. He thinks the breakthrough is near. This is what he said. This is what he said, Jake. This is what the head coach said yesterday. Quote, the progress is obvious. The team's playing hard. We're playing more physical. We're bigger, faster, stronger. There are some areas we need to fix, but I think people recognize the type of team we have and the level we're playing up and level we're playing at. It's up to us to make the plays when it counts to get over the hump. Do you believe that progress is obvious? Yes. Okay, interesting. 
Okay, now, <laughs> but 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 how much progress? So, it, uh, right, like, <laughs> is it enough? Right, is, is it enough right. progress? Yeah. Okay, it's, so it's, it's interesting. Though. Definite just, progress, just, but is it enough? Just stop at what you said. The pro- the progress is obvious. They're three and five. Yep. Texas Tech was five and three. I, that's why so, I have a problem with Texas Tech. Okay. Okay. Now, this is not a Nebraska conversation. Here's the other Texas Tech. Right. Here's that. the other part of the conversation. I I'm going to go back to what Jerry said. Do you now? This is a trickier question. Do you believe in Frost's plan? Do you know what this his plan is? Yeah. Do you know what his plan is? That's the that's the hard part. Uh, the answer to that is no. Right. See, we don't. When Jerry asked that question, I mean, an AD, an AD has to believe in the coach's plan. The AD has a has a I would think a better handle on the plan because I my guess is he's talked to the head coach and said what is your plan you or you know what is how are we doing this mm-hmm. how do you plan to make this happen and my guess is frost would spell it out to his ad in much plainer terms than he does to us you know be and it's a, and it's a complicated discussion it's not a 15 second sound bite right what is your plan that's a that's a fairly extensive conversation, right? Because it encompasses personnel, recruiting, staff. Um, there's a lot facilities. It go. There's a ton that goes into that conversation. But what what I wonder is if Frost has verbalized his plan to Trev Alberts, and Trev Alberts, the AD, has has a, has said, okay, yeah, I I like where this is going. Do you have an idea what that plan might be? Well, there's a there's like I just said, there's a lot that goes into that conversation, Jake. I'm just asking if you would have a, a guess of, of any parts of that plan. Well, I mean, the facility project's a big part of it, right? I mean, they're building that huge facility project right to the east of Memorial Stadium, and that's that's going to be a centerpiece of the program. That was Matt Davison's brainchild. Um, Frost, of course is the sitting head coach. He's heavily involved in it. I mean, okay, do I believe in his recruiting plan? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, I mean, I have, it's, I don't, I mean, I like what he's done with the roster. I, I can't lie, it, especially up front. Now, there's some concerns I have um, that they haven't got, they haven't gotten the speed. I thought they would get more speed. They're not, they're not a fast offense. Um, that's probably why. That's one of the reasons Ramirez Johnson's a running back. But they haven't re- they haven't recruited at running back like I thought they would. Well, think about that for a second. In terms of you know, it's important I think to really have success in the transfer portal, which we saw Michigan State has yes. with, with seventeen new players. Yes. There, it's worked for them. I agree. I think at this point you can kind of see you know has it worked out well for Nebraska or not. Samari so Ture has been good. He has not been awesome. He's been good. Um, Marquise Depp is not getting feel not getting playing time right now. So right. We were optimistic about him, but I would say that's not exactly a hit right now. No. in the transfer portal, no. right? No, not right now. I mean, he's got time. I mean, he's a sophomore. Um, yeah, he's going the wrong direction, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in terms right. Terms of playing time. No, you're right. So, you you have to. Okay. It, as far as the defense evaluation, you know, I'd say it's it's they've recruited fairly well. I mean, it's 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 an odd time because. Jake, they only have eight seniors, um, and and I believe they have forty nine freshmen on a team. But that's like that 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 encompasses three years of freshmen, right? Because of COVID and the eligibility freeze, you'd have to look double check that number. But it's a I 
you have to, if you're Trev now, this is a critical discussion that we can't go into in depth because we haven't done a deep dive ourselves. But you, if you're Trev or if I'm Trev, I know what I'm doing and I'm doing this. I got something in my eye. I'm taking a very, very deep dive into personnel coming back. Now, at some point, I'll have to do that as a columnist. What what what's this roster look like? Um, I mean, I'm talking about players that we don't see very often, and we don't see it all in practice because we don't see any practice. I would love to be an AD um, in this situation from the standpoint of I could at least watch practice and evaluate the young talent coming up mm-hmm. because that's a big part of this. I mean, Jake, a lot of this comes down to. How do you feel about how Nebraska will be next year? That's a lot of well, it comes I, down to that. I think it's still somewhat concerning. I think I, I feel I okay did. about them, but not like okay, they're going to make you know when you when you are staring down the barrel of five straight missed bowl games. I don't know if I can sit here and tell you that I look at the schedule and this team and say, oh, it's going to be automatically a bowl team. I I feel like they should be, or they should be at least in the conversation. But how long can you say that before it gets ridiculous? Yeah, exactly. How I mean, what's the deadline? You know, <laughs> deadline's got to be what's, soon. Yeah, what's the deadline for turning it around and getting over the hump? As Scott talks about a lot, what's the deadline? I mean, are we on a perpetual deadline now? I mean, I don't know what it is, and I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what the right answer is either. But it's interesting the the conversation. But I'm telling you, Jake, if I'm the AD, I'm trying to assess next year. You okay. have to. You yeah. have to. Right. Is this going the right direction right. enough that we're going to be good enough next year? Because you could look at the personnel right now and say this had to be the year. And, oh, of course- and, and look at the Big Ten West. We we pointed out yesterday this has not been a great year for the West. Iowa was good for a while. They they we all knew there was kind of fool's gold, and they finally fell to I to Purdue. And th- this this division felt like it was kind of for the taking this year. And Nebraska was once again in their own way. And so, yeah, you, you evaluate where you're at and where the division's at. And the division is not that good. No, I know. You're right. Now, listen, there's there's confusing elements of this conversation. And our listeners are, I have to tell you, Jake, if they listen to us weekly, they're probably a little confused because what was it right after the Michigan game where we both gave Frost a B-? minus? The Vegas Bobcats pointing that out. A B minus. That's that's far more than a passing grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so so are you still giving him a B minus or did it drop to a C plus? Well, the Minnesota game hurt. Yeah, it dropped. That was before the Gophers game. We made those grades, and I thought still that that was that was fair. That was a quiz. Then that- you lost a game you shouldn't have lost yeah. in that situation. Right. So yeah, it does lower to in the C's, the C range. I mean. This was the year personnel-wise where I think they needed to make some hay and they caught a bad schedule and then they then they came up short in some games. Now again, AD's assessing all this. I mean, he's got to assess trajectory. And that's not easy. That's just not a win-loss but, but conversation. Like, that's why the Michigan State loss hurts because that's a team that made a quick rise. Like they they surpassed you. They were, they were supposed to be one of the worst teams in the conference this year. And they're undefeated right now, Michigan State. Yeah, that that hurts. See, that hurts Scott. It Frost. does. People to bring see that kind of does. leap at a school that's you know that's been. I mean, they've been good, mm-hmm. 
but they had issues when, when D'Antonio got, when was, was let go. Mel Tucker, there's no doubt about that. People bring up Mel Tucker all the time in the Frost conversation. But what about Michigan State? Now, that hurts Scott. There's more data points there. I want to see how Michigan State finishes this season. Are they going to finish it like Nebraska in 2016? Or is it? Or is this just real? Now, that conversation is going to become very meaningful on Saturday when, they, when Michigan State plays host to Michigan. Right. Now, let's see what that game looks like. I agree. But, but still, so far, the, the, he's not helping Scott Frost when we out come back, When we come back, I'm going to tell you something Matt, fascinating that Matt Millen told me yesterday. We're talking to Rick Kaczynski next. Oh, shucks. We'll get to that at 7 o'clock. Yes, okay? Kaz. With, yeah. It's light boy, because we'll talk about your idea. We'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rick Kaczynski next on Early Break on the Ticket.